from a dungeon where there are dragons. And Rick is, of course, the DM. And we're talking about Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty versus D&D podcast. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. I am Brandon. And welcome. welcome. Welcome to another episode of Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast slash D&D podcast. Not for this episode. For this episode, all in. D&D. Just this episode. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna add the metadata so that we <laughs> hit those search results for Dungeons and Dragons. This is this is a launching point for us. I really a whole should. new whole new demo. I really should figure out that metadata thing. I always uh, I think our metadata is included in the MP3 when we upload it to Blueberry, uh, but now I'm not so sure anymore. And this is after five years of podcasting. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, and, we'll yeah, see and, about that. and after winning countless awards that's right uh, for 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 podcasting which we'll get to a little bit later but yes. uh thank you so much for joining us everyone uh welcome to the show where we talk about rick and morty uh yes that's right we talk about rick and morty even when rick and morty is not on the air and we we find things to talk about so we're so thankful that you're here and you're listening to this episode <laughs> uh, and hopefully hopefully you'll find this episode interesting uh how how, how you doing brandon are you are you good i Oh, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm go out on a limb and say you're doing pretty good. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I uh, went to California. I I was a pallbearer for my aunt's funeral. I feel good about that. Feeling um, pretty good. Feeling pretty good. P- pretty pretty good. Uh, there was at one point in time in the, in the funeral where like we're like right about to start the service and we're like I'm, like wheeling the, the the casket to the the front of the church. Before that, uh, I made a joke to my older brother who was a pallbearer in front of me about something. It was inappropriate. It didn't matter. Uh, and and I was like, why isn't Tim laughing? He's not laughing at this this joke of mine. And he's like, Dad's crying. I'm like. <sighs> Well, don't stare at him. Listen to my joke, asshole. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that was that. So that was, that was good. Um, but more importantly, way to, way to deal with those emotions, Brandon. <laughs> uh, but more importantly, I'm feeling good. Uh, we'll talk about this more in semi-pertinent news. But man, I'm I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Uh, stoked. I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked that I'm I'm a, a co-podcaster with you. Uh, we we do good stuff together. So we we do great stuff. And uh, if if you enjoy the stuff that we do, and you want to follow along on social media, there are just numerous ways that you can, that you can tag along and and join along with Unity and this collection of 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 positive fandom. Uh, first way you can do that is head over to Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod. Uh, you can also go out to the Reddits, uh, Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com is our subreddit, or you can go to Rick and to find some of our episodes uh, featured on that subreddit. If you're into Instagram, you can go to Rick and Morty Podcast to follow the uh, some uh, no context Rick and Morty images, things like that over there. Uh, and you can also go to rickandmortypod.com, the website, to uh, get all of these episodes. Uh, Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. And of course, you can send us an email at rickandmortypodcast at gmail.com. That's all the contacts. You can also head over to that virtual tip jar, uh, the uh, patreon.com slash Rick and Morty Pod. If you enjoy the show and want to throw a few dollars our way, you could. Uh, you know, support the show monetarily on Patreon. Or or if you don't want to go through Patreon, you can always send it directly to us uh, if you search on, on PayPal at stevetheheb at gmail.com. <laughs> Are you just uh, going to have people PayPal you money? Well, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, I should do an official show PayPal money. <laughs> but I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, it's virtual. It's a virtual tip jar. Do you, su- do you support me? Yeah. Then. Also, if you want to go to my Amazon wish list and buy me some stuff, I'll yeah. post that oh, in the show notes. We should, I don't we know should what we're to, doing here, Brandon. We should post our Amazon. Well, uh, I mean, that's 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 where the money goes. It doesn't matter. Whatever, man. You make fun of me all you want. <laughs> you want to circumvent Patreon and just put it right in my PayPal account. You go right ahead. Uh, I do also want to say, <laughs> I also want to say, switching gears, uh, I, I haven't put a lot of those no context ones lately in the last maybe a week and a half uh, because there were issues with Instagram. Um, and uh, so 
did a little did a little pause on that, but we'll get back into it if you're yeah. interested in seeing static screenshots with no context whatsoever, except the hashtag no context. They're out there. You can find them for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Without any further ado, let's head into our very first segment, which is always semi-pertinent news. Semi-pertinent news. News in the way that you moves the grooves. You got the semi-pertinent news growing up from the ground, reaching up to the sky and saying, howdy do to you. Howdy do to you. <laughs> we're, we're playing it loose on this episode, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> some like weird Tom Waits like <laughs> stuff happening there at the end. Uh, All right. Anyway, uh, first up in semi-pertinent news, it is very much podcast related and not Rick and Morty related. But hey, we want a thing. Yeah, we did. Uh, Some of some of you may recall that we entered a contest, the uh, my roadcast contest put out by road microphones. We made an original two-minute podcast called Nursery Crimes, and results came out today, just a few hours ago, and we were the runners-up. Uh, is that the correct? Are we the runner-ups? Runners-up. I think Runner, we were the runners-up. Run, runners-up. Yeah, runners-up. Yeah, we abs- absolutely, we were the runners-up. And, and just, to, just to give you the background again, uh, Jesse Permenter hit us up on email before the competition started and he was like hey i think you guys should do this we got it uh and i as i and tend to do i say travis we should do this and then and then we, we end up doing it and then travis come, came back comes back after i've been away from the, the phone for a while and he's like here's all my ideas let's let's do it three hours later we have we have two minute <laughs> podcasts that is the that is the craziest thing to me about this whole situation is like I was sitting on my couch not doing anything and you're like hey I know I mentioned this thing like a week ago but do you want to work on this podcast and I I'd already blown you off once about it and I was like yeah yeah I'm not doing anything let's let's come up with some ideas and I think it was realizing that it was like a two minute thing and for me that challenge like the the constraint of building a podcast in two minutes uh, was a really exciting oper- like sort of challenge mm-hmm. for me. Uh, so yeah, so we threw a bunch of ideas together. We wanted to sort of parody some other podcasts, especially genres that we don't really produce ourselves. We, we deal with a lot of pop culture type stuff, but there are tons of true crime podcasts and things like that where, um, that has a huge following. And so I thought it would be fun to, to do something like that. And apparently it worked because because we won us some prizes and uh a huge thank you to everybody that suggested or encouraged us along the way uh if you went out and voted for our podcast uh we did not thank win you. the the people's choice but uh it we still thank you so much for going out and supporting the podcast and uh, yeah supporting it supporting brandon and i it was uh it was a lot of fun yeah. Uh, shout out to So Lucid, who thank you for voting, but your vote didn't matter. And I know that you, that's how you feel about voting in general. So it's, <laughs> this just goes to prove your point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to vote, kids. 2020 is right on the corner. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So hopefully we'll get some new gear and maybe the show will sound slightly better. No promises on that, but yep. Uh, yep. We'll, we'll be getting some new stuff. So thanks a lot to Road and everybody involved. Uh, let's move on to some other news. Um, I mean, there isn't much, uh, but there was a tweet from Justin Roiland uh, last week uh, that pretty much said that the season four eps are feeling pretty great, <laughs> uh, which isn't a release date, isn't any sort of real news other than the fact that we know they're making them, uh, which we have known, uh, and that at least Justin Roiland's pretty happy about them. So <laughs> I don't know. They're just stringing us along. But some people have said, "Well, of course he's got to say they're good. It's a, it's his show." But I would I would argue, I would posit that he wouldn't say anything if he didn't think the quality was there. Yeah, yeah. It's not something like if you if we turn out a real real stinker of a podcast in one week we're not gonna turn around and be like who 
This episode's pretty great. Unity, you're going to look forward to this one. (laughs) This one's particularly good. Uh, Brandon drinks too much and passes out halfway through. It's a real doozy. Has not happened yet. Uh, there's only been like one or two episodes where I actually got drunk and I, and I'm like audibly slurring towards the end of it. Uh, uh, hey, there's always opportunities for to do bigger and better things, Brandon. Let's not rule anything out. Uh, the next next up, this is something uh, we said we were going to talk about on Twitter a little bit, and I just threw it in the show notes right now. Uh, so Travis would, would see it, but, uh, maybe a month ago or so, maybe a month, two months ago, when was the last time we did the show? It doesn't matter. It's uh, been within a month. It's okay. It's a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. college humor. They, they posted a, a video entitled stop ruining Rick and Morty. And, um, I have to correct the spelling of that in the show notes. Not stop running Rick and Morty. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a direct attack at Justin and Dan to stop running (laughs) the show. Stop running the show. Stop ruining Rick and Morty. And the whole whole skit is they're in a therapist's office, and it's Rick and Morty (laughs) embodied, personified with a toxic fan. Yeah, he's like in like a morph suit, all black, with just Rick and Morty printed on (laughs) on the front. Yeah, And then there's a toxic fan on the therapy couch right next to him. And 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 uh, so a, f- a few folks wanted us to to, to talk about it, and I, I do wa- I do want to talk about it. Uh, specifically, we can we can just boil it down to the therapist is saying well, just break up, <laughs> just break up with <laughs> with a toxic fan. Uh, uh, and yeah, and I think one of the big things with this particular toxic fan is it's the it's the breed of toxic fan that thinks they're better than anyone else uh because or that they understand rick and morty better than anyone else which <laughs> right. i'm gonna i'm gonna really try not to be guilty of just by by nature of, of that, that we, we do the show we do yeah. the show uh i i think there are a lot of fans that prove week in and week out that they're much bigger and smarter fans of the show than I am. Yeah. Uh, and they prove that when they send us corrections and things that we screw up on this podcast. They uh, don't send us corrections. We never get corrected. Yeah. yeah. Do they send right. you corrections? Yeah. They send them personally to me. They, they, <laughs> They they don't they don't want to uh you know damage your frail ego so don't, they, don't, they they don't. they send them to my DMs exclusively you you know my email address because you can <laughs> PayPal it at stevethehead at gmail dot com yeah. um yeah 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 uh, so so yeah the 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 folks who I feel came out uh, more so when season three began uh and 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 here here's the thing. There are so many of us who are huge fans of the show that when when people are talking about how oh, we can't stand Rick and Morty fans, they're not talking about you, right? They're not they're not Thank talking you. about the the majority. I did point to Travis. Uh, they're not talking about the majority of us, right? They're talking about the ones who act like idiots, and they they always use the guy who jumped on top of the the counter for Szechuan sauce as as right. a prime example. And and even though I thought it was funny, I know how obnoxious that also is. So, yeah, uh, but the key point at the end of that video, and maybe this, this is a kind of a, it's not a spoiler necessarily, but the therapist, eventually the, the fan walks out and he's just talking to Rick and Morty personified. And he says, Hey, I mean, I'm a fan of the show. I just don't like saying it out loud. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he says, I, I, I just, I don't always admit that I'm a fan because I don't want to be associated with, with that guy, <laughs> which is the toxic fan. Right. And, and I, I, I could, I could relate to that, I guess a little bit, especially, you know, you look at the wall behind me, if you're watching on stream or, <laughs> you know, the countless Rick and Morty t-shirts and uh, even my office at work has tons of like Rick and Morty stuff up in it. And it, it would be very easy for someone to walk in and assume that I'm this like toxic, yeah. like rude uh, person because there have been so many examples throughout the fan base of people that act that way. And I, I, I would, I would hope to, to provide an alternative to that and, <laughs> yeah. and, and actually show a more, you know, positive spin on the fan base and i i I don't think that we're like 
beyond the possibility of, of, of winning it back. Um, I just, I understand that it's a, it's a tough road and, and, and almost the meme of, of fans criticizing the creators and, and being entitled and like expecting the show. Um, that to me is one of the, the hardest parts uh, of of the fandom is is the the people that I always see commenting anytime anytime Dan Harmon posts something on Instagram anytime or season Justin four Roiland tweets something finish uh, season four shut up and go work on season four <laughs> where's season four right now and like they're doing it like it's happening but it doesn't they don't like sneeze out an episode and it's perfect and it's just there for you to watch like it takes work and the reason we love the show the reason that it's so great is because they take the time and they do the work to make it good. Yeah. And so it, to, to rush it or be like, I expect it now. Um, I'm hoping that Baruch assaulting it. The, I'm hoping half of the people are like, it's a bit, I just, I just want to be the one that says it on this post, but you know, Dan Harmon talks about it all the time. Like he quit Twitter <laughs> because it's just, <laughs> All he hears yeah. is toxic fans uh, talking crap to him. So, um, yeah, they're, I don't know. Go out and go out and post a positive comment today. As, uh, as, we will as, now get eight toxic comments on this <laughs> this show. As an as an example of that, uh, so on Facebook there was uh, they're they're talking about how comedy and squ- games hosted by Justin Roiland of Squanch Games at PAX right on the, the on this this coming Thursday on the twenty eighth. Um, and the comments on it, there's somebody says, somebody asking when he is getting his ass working on season four of Rick and Morty. Somebody else says, here we are sitting without a season four and this fucker's off milking the next cash cow. And then the third one is do your work on Rick and Morty. God damned. Um, and you're like, they, they are, he doesn't yeah. do the animation. <laughs> yeah. He's trust me. If, if Royland was drawing it, it would look way worse. <laughs> Just look at Doc and Marty if you want proof of that. Bushworld Adventures. Let's get more of that. Which, by the way, I hope that's a April Fool's thing. Um, oh yeah, no, April Fool's is right around the corner. Um, so go back and listen to the Jimmy Neutron episode of this podcast, uh, which was a delight. Um, all right. Uh, anything else to say about this this uh, video, Brandon? No, we'll have a link. We'll have a link in the comments, or you can go to YouTube, search for College Humor. Stop ruining Rick and Morty. Uh, on the on the subject of they're drawing it <laughs> recently over on on Instagram, uh, Harmon responded to a comment, and oh, uh, I just had it on my Slack. Let me get it back again. Uh, somebody yelled at him. Where's Rick and Morty's new season? Sad face, sad face, sad face. And he wrote, hello, let's do an experiment. Get a stopwatch. Write, a man eats a sandwich on a piece of paper. Write that time down. Now, draw a man eating a sandwich. Now, divide the time it took to write by the time it took to draw. You'll get a number less than one with a dot in front of it. Move the dot two places right. Now you have the percentage chance that the answer is they're drawing it. They're That's drawing how it. Cartoons work. <laughs> First you write them, then you draw them. Uh, yeah, they're drawing it. That, that, so, that they're drawing it. Yeah, I, and and guys, that, that wasn't the, the like, social media minute, by the way. That's that doesn't not, count. So, not doesn't count. Doesn't count because <laughs> I still have one. Uh, yeah, it seventy episodes. They are going to be consistently working on the show for seventy episodes. So by the end of the third. Or like the sixth season from now, we're gonna we're gonna be like, yeah, we need a break. Ugh, need a break. We've got so much great Rick and Morty. We just need it. We need a summer off. Give us, uh, give us a break. Uh, yeah, give us uh, a break. Uh, uh, yeah, it's time for the Dan Harmon social media minute. Oh, oh, setting up the backdrop music for you. Oh, oh. Now do it. Social media. That's it. You set me up so perfectly. Uh, all right. This this week, uh, we'll talk again about Instagram because that's pretty much the only social media Dan Harmon uses. And uh, this post, uh, it's actually the most recent one as of this recording, uh, is comes to us courtesy of uh, Miss Cody Heller, uh, Dan Harmon's fiance. Yeah, which he reposted on his personal uh, Instagram page. Uh, but I like to call it sleep rapping. 
Uh, and this this is a video. It's uh, there's almost no visuals whatsoever because it's dark. It's the middle of the night. Uh, thank goodness Cody had the gumption to grab her phone and start recording uh, Dan Harmon rapping in his sleep. Uh, he is he is laying down some tracks, uh, spitting those lyrics, and then she asks him if he's awake. And then there is a very awkward conversation where he is sort of awake and sort of still asleep, talking about whatever it was he was dreaming about and still sort of rapping at the same time. It's it's the true mark of a genius. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, so make sure to go and check out Dan Harmon, natural rapper, raps in his sleep. <laughs> Well, that's that's great, Travis. This is this is great, and I can't wait to go look that up and grab the audio and not have it in this episode. Uh, uh, well, we are we are twenty two minutes into this episode. We had a lot of semi pertinent news, which makes sense because there's not a lot of currently pertinent news for <laughs> for for Rick and Morty. Um, but you know, we do have we do have something that we want to talk about today, and. Yeah. So let's talk about it in the main thing. In the main thing. Main thing. Main thing. Main thing. Main thing. Main thing. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Main thing. Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. And morning, morning. Hang on, hang on. Break it, break it, break it, break all right, so we're, we have officially run out of episodes to talk about, and uh, for so long we have uh, hinted at the idea of Hint. talking about them comics, and we are going to start not from the beginning of the comics, but instead uh, from some of the most recent releases in the Rick and Morty comics world. Manageable, manageable chunks. Manageable man- chunks. Manageable, for sure. Progressive uh, iteration. <laughs> We, we we discussed in our last episode in semi-pertinent news about the release of the trade paperback for Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, it's not just paperbacks. They released it in hardcover as well. Uh, we both picked up our copies, uh, what, last week? Last last week, yeah. yeah. I was, I was uh, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but my, my aunt died and her funeral was then. Uh, and as I was Were you flying, in California by chance, I, I was. Yeah. Oh my God. You, you know, you know the story. Yeah, uh, as I, I was do fl- listen, I do listen. Brady. I was like, and I was flying out of LAX at one in the morning, and I thought, you know, I really should, I should pick up this book before I get on the plane, so I have something to 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 read. And so I I I forced my parents to drive me to find a GameStop that had it, <laughs> the, oh, the hardcover. Uh, and so I have it. And that's that's that whole story. But let's let's talk about the actual comic. Not my, not my, you know, my aunt's dead, Travis. I, you can't bring her back. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry, Brandon. All right. So, by the way, everyone, I, I joke about this. Look, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I love my aunt and she's gone. You, you know, don't stop sending me sympathy cards. That's all I'm saying. This is getting so dark, Brandon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, published by IDW, uh, this was the... This was the first uh, set of of Rick and Morty comics that I've read uh, pretty much since the first trade paperback. I I have not been keeping up with my Rick and Morty comics, Um, but there's a lot of partners involved in this. So obviously IDW, uh, Adult Swim, Oni Press, and Wizards of the Coast all came together to make this happen. And I got to say, it is... It is spectacular. I I really enjoyed uh, looking through this. I picked mine up, uh, the GameStop hardcover. Uh, and the reason I went out and specifically went to a GameStop and made sure that I got it there is because this is the version that contains a game mod um, at the back of it. So you can actually play your own D&D campaign or, or at least a small adventure. Uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later in the segment. But... Uh, what what were what were were you were reading some of these stories as they were released uh, in individual issues? Correct. Yeah i I collected all four originally, um, 
uh, we, with because you think bo- you're better than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because because I have so much disposable income, <laughs> like I'm gonna buy things that I, I don't actually read. Uh, hashtag Oblivion Song. Hashtag Gideon Falls. Um, and uh, so the fr- I, I read the first two issues and then got three and four, but then uh, for some reason I I just I didn't read those those two. Um, and what I noticed originally and just right off the bat with the first two issues was just how good they were at at tying together why Rick and Morty would be adventuring or doing anything in a Dungeons and Dragons universe or, or how they would tie the, the two together and 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 they did it so so seamlessly and and I, responsibly <laughs> yeah yeah it 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 doesn't feel completely ham-fisted it i'm it and and i don't know if this is just hitting at like the right time in my life either but yeah. i i am definitely seeing a resurgence of D and an increase in the popularity of it to where uh in in a number of circles around me there are a lot of people talking about D and playing D and and you know we're starting to play it for for the first time and and so for morty to experience that very early in this book and 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 trying to figure out what D and is and 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 learn about it um yeah, it just it really hit home. Like I was like, yeah, I, I, I get some. Now, obviously, I'm not, I'm not trying to learn D and D to impress a girl. Uh, I've I've already married someone who thinks I'm a nerd because I play D and D. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's that's that's not really in the cards for me. <laughs> yeah, here's 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 what I really like about the comic, and it's, um, it it, it finds a way to show that the cool people play it and the nerdy people play it and everyone in between uh plays this game can play this game can enjoy the game and and find something that they need out of it and i think it's because of because of D as far as story goes it's more of an adult uh kind of experience than i would say rick and morty is by itself necessarily right like you can okay. You could have an immature humor in, in Rick and Morty and be like, "Oh yeah, uh, Rick just killed somebody," <laughs> or "Or Rick turned in, into a pickle and it's absurd, right?" It, whereas D and D has a, a certain level of, uh, yeah, you can mess around in it, but it's still steeped in this fantasy lore where there are gigantic dragons and uh, a guy named <laughs> a, a, a drug or a crime lord named Xanathar who runs yeah. things, right? Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna play some weird like offshoot of D and D where like you got some some guitar slinging bard ordering sandwiches and stuff like that. That that's that's not. Oh, sorry, spoilers, spoilers it's, it's for a our D and D campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is a loot. Yeah, that's right. You're, it has a player. delicious sandwich. <laughs> but, well, I've had better. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, but but still, even so, even so, it there's 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 still a more seriousness to D and D than, than, than Rick and Morty is. Sure. I think it could. And I think, but I think another thing that this comic does a good job of talking about is, um, they, they walk through all like the history of D and D like they, once, once, once Morty goes and talks to, to Rick, and said and and he's very embarrassed like hey maybe can you like make me like have some special knowledge about D&D so I can go impress this girl and as soon as he definitely thinks Rick is going to like make fun of him or something <laughs> and Rick is just super excited that Morty is interested and wants to play D&D and so then they go on this this journey through a little bit of like the history of D and D. The first game that he plays is like uh, a, a couple of a editions, first, a yeah. first edition with a bunch of old dudes and Morty like dies numerous times and just isn't super into it. And then as the issues progress, they, they kind of walk through 
more of a 2e or a 3e um and and they do that through different ways they go to blips and chits and uh have like a simulated uh D campaign <laughs> and there, there's a lot of ways yeah. that they draw the elements of of D into a a rick and morty environment which i think is is again done very well and uh for the most part isn't uh forced most of the time i think i think most of the time the execution is really well done as well yeah they they do a really well uh, a really well job a great job of of tying the, the two properties ips together um so so we didn't really say what the the story is but at its core is uh morty goes to a comic store sees a cute girl and she invites him to a D session and he of course is like yeah of course i play um, which forces him to then go to Rick and say, Hey, I need your help. I need to figure out how to play this game. Uh, and, and it's, it's kind of a, a surprise to him and to the reader when you're first reading that Rick is like, Oh yeah, let's do this. I've been waiting for you to say this to me for a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, and that it, it gets into kind of a, a theme throughout the, the series more in issue three and four about, uh, you know, like cool people play, nerdy people play, and it's just you, 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 you can have you have a good time in it, and it, it's there to help you be somebody who you're not in the the normal world. Yes, absolutely, and I I think it's it's really interesting the way that they uh, are able to juxtapose. I think. Um, Jerry later on uh, joins the group and, and there is a campaign that has the core family, the Smith family and Rick uh, going through a campaign together. And Jerry is this uh, sorcerer who uh, has, has a very high charisma score and <laughs> uh, can, he's very familiar with the rules of D and D, which helps him to, one help Morty learn the game, but also, um, you know, like teach him lessons. Yeah. Teach them (laughs) lessons. And, and, uh, he's, he's very much not what we would maybe categorize as a typical Jerry, uh, on the show. Yeah. Uh, which is good to see. And I think I, I really, I really love, uh, Jerry and, and I, I, I'm going to say it, the wisdom that Jerry brings, uh, into this environment. And, and you, you look at Rick, who in that same area refuses to play a bard because he thinks they're useless <laughs> and they, they can't fight very well. And he's stuck being a bard and he just completely checks out and he doesn't, you know, this Rick, who is this guy that can always be counted on to, you know, save the day or think his way out of a situation and is always two steps ahead of whatever they're facing uh, he he refuses to to be involved because you know, he's this bard and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to do it. So um, right. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I, I dare I say it uh, for those who who haven't read the comic, you're interested in reading it. I don't I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything, but there are some really good lines in this. Um, but I, I will say that this is. <sighs> This gets at the root of of who Jerry is so much. This is this is the best Jerry story, and in Rick and Morty presents Jerry just came out, which is it's it's a a, a decent read as well. But this Rick and Morty D and D issues three and four is the ideal and and perfect story for Jerry in my opinion so far. It you know we it's some. It, We've alluded to it in the course of the conversation, talking about seasons one, season two, season three, about how he's just, he's a good guy. He's just an idiot, right? He wants to do what's best yeah, for everybody. Yeah. He's right. just, he is, he's unable to communicate that effectively or competently. And he isn't like that in, in this series. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be fair to his credit, uh, most of the time Jerry is not present in the series until they are in the game and he is 
he's playing as his character and and it's it's really interesting that 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 last act that last issue of of this series um where the characters are playing their characters i guess like so morty is not being morty morty is being his rogue character that that he rolls uh keth keth silverson uh-huh. um yeah and then uh you have summer who is who's playing it ari strongbow the ranger uh jerry's wizard is kerr bravian and leanne armor armoranthia uh that's beth's uh sixth level cleric <laughs> and then g willikers pedal butt the fourth level bard <laughs> played by rick um yeah so like they don't they 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 embody those those other characters and really play them out uh which is interesting to see too because then they're not you're seeing the characters not in their conventional roles as as you've seen them in in that dynamic and and it creates some interesting uh interactions yeah yeah um so i do i do i do want to say one line and i wrote it down i don't think this i don't think this gives away anything that we don't already know about about him uh you can you you see the line right there in the show notes travis you can confirm whether or not i should say it out loud or not go okay. for it a-okay he gives me the, the a-okay i think that's flipping me off in a, a different uh culture uh jerry says this he says to to morty morty's uh just asking about rick and jerry in his in his ultimate wizard form with this high charisma says you know, it's not that I'm not good at caring for people, but Rick, he isn't good at caring about them. And, and that was like, when I read that, I was like, God, look at, look at Jerry. Look at Jerry. Uh, Jerry just dropping some wisdom bombs drop, in here. Dropping it. Pat, Patrick Rothfuss and Jim Zub uh, wrote, uh, wrote the series and, and they, I, I just I can't uh, I can't emphasize enough just how well the writing is. They did a great job. Yeah, it's terrific. And uh, if if you are a D and D fan, if you are if you're a fan of both things, if if you listen to the show for Rick and Morty, but you also happen to be a D and D fan, you owe it to yourself to at least. Um, Go check out the paperback version of this uh, and, and give it a read because it really does, I, I think, honor um, Dungeons and Dragons and the history of the game and uh, really the, the sort of interactions that are capable sitting around a table with a group of friends uh, and doing some role playing. Uh, but but using the the vehicle of Rick and Morty to kind of to kind of sell that and so yeah. there's a lot of things that if you've if you've never played D and D maybe maybe some of the jokes won't hit exactly right or some of the references won't make uh, complete sense but I would say if you are if you are not a player of D and D or you or or you've never really experienced the game uh, but you're curious about it this might this this actually might be a good book for you to check out and just to kind of get an idea about the history of D and how the game is constructed and, and and how obviously there there aren't many examples in the book of of how people actually sit around a table and play or sit around like right. roll 20 or something on their computer and try to play but <laughs> there there are um some great examples of of how combat works and yeah. and how role playing works and and how the stories could be constructed uh so again i think i think it uh is valuable for for that audience as well yeah and 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 the examples are there if if you have travis and i we're not experts with d d we just started just in the last you know year and right. but there are there are bits and pieces, little bits and pieces that, that, that scream. Oh yeah. Oh, that is, that's it. That's it right there. That's exactly, that's exactly right. <laughs> that is, yeah. that is, that is something that's happened in our session, you know, for, for example. Um, and so I, I think again, if, as you were saying, Travis, if, if someone is, is wondering what D and D is like, uh, is, is, has even just a passing it, uh, curiosity, but they love Rick and Morty. I would recommend this book. Yep. 
Uh, one, one thing I really like that, the, that they do in a, a few places in this book is like these montage pages where it'll just show them sort of barreling through a campaign and there, there's just all these little scenes, uh-huh. but it'll say like challenge rating two, XP gain <laughs> 450, uh, skill check, athletics, difficulty 15, failure. Like, so it's, it's just like all, it's just rolling through all these like very D and D type sayings that, um, are 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 shown with the with the images to kind of help uh, give you a sense of of what they're doing and and what those challenges would be and uh whether they succeed or fail. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Uh so so I got to say I'm 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 more of a trade paperback guy in <laughs> in terms of of these uh You, you like binging. You like binge watching comics. I do and frankly I just uh I, I don't have any any more comic boxes. I got I got I got to <laughs> stick to some uh some some bigger books. But this this particular book it has a lot of great stuff in it uh to go along with the story. The story itself is great and and the artwork is great. But uh, they also feature a lot of the uh, variant covers uh, at the back of this book, and there are just so many great covers. A lot of great artists came in to do covers um some of them include characters or or monsters from like classic monsters from D that don't actually pop up in the story uh but make make for a great sort of visual encounter on on, on a one-page sheet um there's there's a lot of great different art styles yeah uh sarah sarah richard right yeah uh she she did uh she did a couple of uh the covers for these i believe she, and, she she did uh, i we, if if you were wondering about her we interviewed her before well i did i did uh, with a crappy iphone mic and that, that was that was on the show not for long we're about to have better mobile recording equipment thanks, thanks again, my roadcast road um <laughs> yeah i i have a few of her covers she's a superb artist drawing those owl bears uh mike goes geek mike vasquez um he, he he drew a bunch of variant covers and he drew my favorite variant cover and travis you know do you know what my favorite variant cover is i i would not be so bold as to guess uh i'm gonna i'm gonna show it here on the camera <laughs> it's yeah that's fair i'll give you that it's uh it's it's the eye hole man and he's he's writing what they call a beholder which is just a giant ball with a gigantic eye and tentacles with eyes at the end of the tentacles yeah he says get up out of here with my eye holes it's it's like that low-hanging fruit but it's so (laughs) juicy and delicious you just gotta reach out and grab it so it's so perfect uh once once you turn past all the variant covers if if you uh really like one of the smith family's characters uh all of their character sheets which also appeared as variant covers i believe uh for the comics but they're at least the first page of their character sheets uh is available so you can you can recreate any of any of these characters for your own campaign uh and there's there's some little bits of uh, <laughs> uh, cool little information and uh, some things about their flaws or, or ideals and things like that. There's also a, a really classic character sheet for Alcazar the Magnificent, which is <laughs> uh, which is Rick's classic wizard level 36 chaotic awesome. Uh, so lots of, <laughs> lots of cool stuff in there. Uh, but then the, really the reason that I bought this version of the book is the game mod that exists uh, at the very end, Rick and Morty versus D&D, the Temple of Glorb. And uh, I got to I got to say, Brandon, not exactly what I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, I, I sense a disappointment in your voice. Well, uh, now I. I've I've skimmed through this. Obviously, we haven't played this quite yet, uh, but I, for some reason, thought that it would somehow be a lot more Rick and Morty related. I almost thought it would be like homebrew style, uh, a a Rick and Morty campaign uh, played out through the con- confines of like a five E rule set. Yeah, uh, but it, it really leans more towards a traditional just dungeons and dragons campaign um there are some unique environments and things like that but there is very limited reference 
to Rick and Morty in the campaign itself. And uh, I definitely won't spoil anything if anybody wants to play. I think we may try to play this ourselves uh, in the future. Yeah. But it don't expect you to be like jumping through uh fe- like the Galactic Federation or or the <laughs> Citadel uh fighting off the Council of Ricks and and rolling your D20 to figure out if you shoot Mr. Poopy butthole or not. Like that is, that is not the way that the game mod is set up. But again, if you are new to D and D or you've never played before and you thought, think, Oh, well, I don't, I don't know where to start. Maybe I could get a, you know, a small campaign or a few friends together to try and play really within this book. There's almost like, I'd say 50 to 75% of what you would need to just jump into a game. You could probably use those character sheets uh, from, from the Rick and Morty characters and somebody could be so bold as to DM using that game mod and uh, you know, pick yourself up maybe a player's handbook or just the, the rules online. And then you're, you're pretty much good to go. Get pretty some much, dice. Pretty much good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, I can on, on, as far as the, the not being tied to Rick and Morty that much, the the mod, you know, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see how they would want to keep it generic enough to where the average, I won't say the average, but you know, a normal D and D player can just take it and be like, okay, cool. Let me incorporate this portion into it, an ongoing campaign or maybe a, a one shot. Um, but at the same time, you and I run a Rick and Morty podcast, and we would like. We 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 thought it way back when we first heard that this was going to be a thing in whatever you know September October, we're like, oh, that is cool. That is oh Rick and Morty campaign. Um, now I will say this. I will say that. You know, I don't do a great Rick and Morty voice, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure a lot of other people are maybe better or a lot worse than me, and. There's potential, um, people, you know, I'm glad that I'm in that way. I'm glad the mod didn't make it Rick and Morty specific. <laughs> so you just have a bunch of people doing bad yeah. Rick and Morty impressions. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Rick. I'm Rick Sanchez. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez, Rick. Ah, oh, you really got us into a, a tough situation this I'm time. Mr. Me Seeks. Look at me. <laughs> Uh, this segment brought to you by bad impressions. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah, I, I, I think we covered, uh, the, the gist of, of this issue. Uh, is there anything sort of that we left out? Anything that you would, uh, want to say before we, before we close this one out? I just want to say the last thing, uh, shout out to Troy Little, uh, who did the art, uh, inside the book itself uh, colors by Leonard Ito. Uh, you know the the art styles of it especially when there's the kind of um i'll say uh simulation of of the D&D uh some of the other uh easter eggs as far as dungeon masters and creators are concerned were really good um and and just <laughs> you alluded to the like challenge rating kind of montage portions i thought all that was was great tied with a great story uh this is it's highly recommended and um if you've if you've read the comic great let us know what you thought uh to let us know if we're we're wrong to entirely off base saying that that this is jerry's best story um or go read it go buy it and and then tell us what you thought of it and then Let's do the same and then thing. tell us we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all. Yeah. All right. Uh well, I, I think that's our first official uh comprehensive review. And the, by the time <laughs> the next me. by the time the next episode of this podcast airs, we'll see if April first brings any new episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not holding my breath, Brandon. I'm not either. A coworker came to me today and he said Hey, uh, I looked at my DVR and uh, it said something was going on April 1st. It looked like it was a new episode. You should <laughs> yeah, be the one telling me. That's how they did it last time. You should that's be the one telling me about this cruise. I'm like, man, I, I don't know, man. What do you want from me? Bush World <laughs> Adventures. 
unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. <laughs> That's we gotta do the leg work out here right <laughs> uh anyway that's that's it for uh the main thing uh definitely let us know what you thought of that issue that book that that printed thing uh <laughs> it is now time for listener suggestions and short outs oh yeah we have that uh, segment yeah it's it's the last segment that we have uh unfortunately <laughs> the the one piece of short out suggestion that i put in here uh you you jammed up into Oops. our semi pertinent news uh so again thank you uh ranma tushin uh yeah. for for shouting out the toxic rick and morty fans college humor video uh again check out the link for that uh, everybody that that supported us or, or said congrats uh, on the roadcast thing, um, big big thanks to you guys, and uh, yeah, just thanks to everybody who yep. is continuing us to follow us on social media, interact with us. Uh, we got a bunch of feedback from folks that uh, won the uh, Symbiote Studios uh, massive Morty giveaway. Um, a lot of you guys are getting those pocket Mortys in the mail. Uh, thanks for sending us those pictures. Thanks for sharing yeah. uh, the cool merch that you guys are getting. You look uh, so we good really with appreciate it. it. Yeah, it's, it looks so awesome. Uh, so I, cool, I, have, I have a box of them here. I had them, I had them shipped me a box uh because i need to to send it out to one more person and i didn't you know like i just i'll i'll i'll, I'll send it out i don't you don't need symbiote just send it to me i'll take i'll take care of the legwork you know you're just doing so much good stuff i'll just i'll just finish it up you know so sweet so well, I'll give you my address when we're off the air. <laughs> You're getting roadcast stuff. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. So. Uh, well, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, yeah, make sure to... Uh, we were going to stream this on Twitch, uh, but unfortunately, Twitch was down, Twitch was when, down. when we went to start the stream uh but you can follow along with this show live as we record it over on twitch over on youtube even on mixer can you believe it mixer i can't yeah. believe it can't um believe it. but if you are good old, if you are a good old conventional podcast listener listening on apple Podcasts or spotify or, or whatever whatever podcatcher you use uh, if there is a way to rate or review this podcast we would be so humbled and honored if you would take a few minutes out of your day uh, to, to give us a rating or, or review the show if you haven't already. Uh, it helps other folks to decide if we're worth listening to or not. And, uh, and yeah, it helps us uh, with, with being uh, turn up in search results and things like that. So uh, turn thank up. you to everybody that's done that. And, yeah, that's, I think that is it for this episode, Brandon. I think that, I think that might be it. Uh, I, think, I think we should head out, Travis. I think we should head out. I'm Brandon. <laughs> I'm Travis. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye. That was good. Good, ex good exit. Crushed it every time. Drink some more wine.